Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hail Cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. It's good to be back. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, I'm good. I told you as I was bringing out some of my podcasting equipment for this episode, there were literal cobwebs on it. (laughs) I think since the end of the last season, it's the longest stretch we've gone without potting. Now I look at my wife and she's like, it's just been a few weeks, right? Uh, But it, it it does feel like an age. We've grown so much. I feel so yeah, old. You and I, you and I don't typically like to take, I, I'd say about three weeks is about as long as I think we've ever taken off. And, you know, next week is our four, the 400th episode of this podcast. You know, we're talking about this right before we started and that doesn't even count Patreon pod. So it's probably like, we're getting very close to something like 700 episodes of this pod over the years. And, uh, but you know, I think that it's, we typically, you know, get two, three weeks in summer and we're like, ah, Euros are here. Let's do Euro content. World Cup, Women's World Cup, whatever it is. During the World Cup this year, you and I did daily podcasts. And so it's, it's you know, it was it felt good to take an extra, I think it was five weeks off from, I think it was Memorial Weekend here in America through to the 4th. So bookended by two American holidays. And now we're back <laughs> on the European calendar. Feels good to be back. The game is launched, launched on Wednesday. Once again, I am Josh Landon. I'm in Brooklyn right now. You are Brandon Kelly, and you are in, what is it, Morningside Heights? What is your name? What, what is yeah, I'm, I'm what, east. What is, what east is your of, actual neighborhood? Oh, I'm in Harlem proper, central Harlem on 119th okay. Street. If you're up here, get at me. But yeah, we're a little east of Morningside Heights. And uh, yeah, New York City. We are the English Premier League podcast based in New York, and we love it because if you're not... Here on the East Coast, uh, everybody has a reason to come through New York, and we've met so many podcast listeners because of it. Why would we live anywhere else, Josh? Also, the advantage of us being Americans is we get access to every Premier League match on TV. <laughs> yeah, not, even, I know. not even that folks who live, in, true... uh, who live in jolly old London town could say that. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I, I think that's really – basically, I think everyone – but it's kind of like watching NFL. I think it's easier to watch NFL everywhere but in the U.S. because of the, the rights restrictions. But I was, in, I was in Mexico this spring, and I was able to watch all the games there too. So it's really – North Americans, Brandon, we're doing, we're doing great. We're watching matches. We do have to get up at 7.30 and 10 a.m. and even earlier, right, because the, the fantasy leaks. deadline, if there's <laughs> – yeah, if there's, exactly. If, if there's no Friday game, then I'm getting up for the fantasy deadline, which is like – 6 a.m. on Saturday morning. So I'm typically, I, and it's kind of embarrassing. Like I, I, I don't actually, I don't think I've ever even told my wife because I, I try to set the alarm on silent, you know, uh-huh. because I just put it next to my pillow. So at 5.50 or so, I will just very quickly get, shoot up, uh-huh. right? Go right to Twitter. Never getting Maybe up that quickly ever. Soon. Even like know. if you've yeah. got an important meeting right at the crack of dawn. That's you're true. you're That's like, I true. could be five minutes late. But when your fantasy team is on the line, 
you you ever do this? Like I I definitely do this on Saturday morning. So as you said, uh, you have seven thirty kickoff. Kickoff. If you're getting up to sit your team earlier, fair enough. Seven twenty nine. Right before that alarm goes off, my internal clock wakes me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I have one hundred percent body rhythms set to the Premier League. Body rhythm set to FPL. I'm like <laughs> dancing while I say this. I'm like. I'm feeling like I'm getting back into the rhythm of podcasting too right now as we're doing this. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And I think that it's, this is this, this season. So, right. As I mentioned uh, earlier, the, the fantasy game launched, uh, we're recording this on Thursday, July 6th, fantasy game launched on Wednesday, July 5th. And it's, this is as close as we've had to the first proper season of the fantasy game of the premier league since I guess it would be the 2018-2019 season, right? 2019-20 was barreling towards a normal season, but I don't think we can count it because it did uh, come to a, a screeching halt in March 2020. You know, you and I were on our, our last trip to the UK in March 2020, and we were basically like the last flight back to New York. Like yeah. COVID, COVID started basically on our flight. It was like a World War Z. It like basically started <laughs> while we were while we were flying oh, yeah. over we, the Atlantic. We were taking a train <laughs> back from Leicester. So we saw the last actual Premier League match before the season shut down was Leicester hosting Aston Villa. It was a busy train back to London. We couldn't get seats together. Halfway through the train journey, you come back to find me just to chit chat. And you look like you'd seen a ghost. And I was just like, what's wrong, man? You're like, I've been scrolling Twitter nonstop. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's now granted, it could have been anything. Like, you know, it didn't have to be COVID. Just looking at Twitter nonstop is enough to, to, to sure. Like and I pale, think this is actually a face. good explainer for new listeners of how you play FPL and I play FPL, where you are the Twitter doom scroller constantly mm. online, constantly trying to be uh, active, I suppose. And mm-hmm. I am more, uh, you know, the government dumb game on your phone. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I played a dumb game on my phone uh, vis-a-vis like the government will tell me if I have to make a transfer or wear a mask. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so it's, I'm really excited about having a, uh, something hopefully close to a, to normal season. And I, I, I hope to get back to the bar more often too. I think that that's, I, I want to go to, uh, the Black Horse and Smithfield Hall, and we have the, a UK trip that we're planning for hopefully September, September, October. Those are the two months that we're shooting for right now. So, you know, more to come on that front. We certainly want to do a, a you know, some kind of hangout with with listeners and, and, and mm-hmm. obviously go to a bunch of matches. So that's yeah. really looking forward to that. Um, but I, you know, do want to talk about the game itself and on uh, this this week's pod. Um, is it the, is it this week? I mean, you know, we're recording on Thursday. We're probably going to do one early next week too. It's you know, the, typically the always shooting podcast will get recorded on a Sunday and it'll come out Monday morning. You should have it in your inbox as you, whether you're in the UK or the US, you should have it in your inbox or, or anywhere else in the world uh, in your inbox as you're driving your kids to school. Exactly, as the barista's misspelling yeah. your name on your coffee cup, you're <laughs> listening to the always cheating podcast on Monday mornings. That's yeah, how it works. That's exactly. the promise. But it's but it's a little chaotic when the game launches at midweek, and we're and we're obviously we've got uh, summer summer vacation, all that stuff. So I'm excited though. I'm really I feel like I, I was talking to you about that before the pod started. I feel like I'm. It feels like mid-season already. There's something about, I, I just, I'm very, um, 
I don't know, just, I feel very engaged. I think the last couple of years were there was just a lot there's a lot going on in the world quite quite frankly mm-hmm. but if i can be quite frank with you brandon everything's totally normal world, now yeah, everything's yeah exactly everything's <laughs> great now uh so everything everything should be fine i'm sure uh but i i'm, I'm excited to have the premier league back i think they've done some interesting things the game itself is effectively the same as previous years but i think the the pricing is a little bit interesting i think there's some um, I think the, the some of the, the transfers that have happened are really cool. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about in this week's pod, which is uh, player pricing. Uh, some of the players who switch positions, because there's some interesting news there. Uh, some of the key transfers that have happened so far this season. Um, a little bit of early thoughts on, on the squads we might put together. A uh, few listener questions and... That's it. Yeah. Uh, just sort of like if you have not been paying attention at all or just paying light attention, which is kind of, I think, the boat you and I were both in until, um, you know, the last few days, um, you know, which I think is I think it's the way to do it. I think you want to tune out for, for about a month or so. I mean, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're if you're an NFL fan, you have the draft, I suppose, in April. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah. there's no football from February to September, yeah. right? In the Premier League, you get five weeks off. Uh, you know, so I, I really did try to check out as much as I could. Now the now the goal is to basically build your knowledge base back up. I, I I'm not super focused on what my squad looks like yet. I'm just really focused on on learning as much as I can about what happened in the offseason. Definitely, and all due respect to our friends out there who have been posting, you know, initial drafts and everyone you see online, right? Josh is caveated by like. I don't know, spent like three minutes on this. and uh, um, It's like literally my, the tweet I sent yesterday. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> fooled around and fooled around and put together a team. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, but like, <laughs> and, and that's cool, man. We are all about the content generation business. And, and uh, like sure. we like to say often on this podcast is like, let's just have fun. And talking about yes. this stuff in every degree is fun. But where I am at mentally is like the training wheels for this season are definitely still on and I'm excited for the next, you know, hour roughly that we're going to be talking, Josh, where I'm just going to yep. take slowly shed the training wheels and shake yep. off the, the rust and kind of talk through, okay, this is, this is the direction I want to be pointing as we start the early planning. Yeah. So that's, that's where we are. And so let's, let's get right into it, Brandon. Uh, we have an always cheating super league. More than twenty thousand managers in that league. Maybe twenty five thousand now. I don't know what we were that like twenty seven k plus at the end of last season. You know, it's it's basically yeah. the the Death Star of uh, public leagues. We ended mm-hmm. uh, last season on the front page of fantasypremierleague.com. Maybe that means we left the league open for too long and a bunch of like <laughs> fame glory hunters came in and joined the I'll Super League it. at the end of the day. Um, but but basically what the Super League is, is it's our free open league. If you're a listener of the pod you know, and you want to test pro, yourself, yeah. Yeah. you're pro? I think I'm pro glory hunting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if, if, it, if someone is so excited to be in our league, Brandon, I say let him in. I've, I've got an open door policy. Uh I, I don't even really mind. I know some people get mad about the people who make like a one week team yeah. in order to win a prize or whatever. Fine with that. Sure, man. You, you need a stress <laughs> ball and a backpack. We met, was his name Zach or Zachary at the Black Horse yeah. Game Week 38. And he had like a barnstorming opening of last season. And he he won one of the like free gift bags from That's the right. FPL site. And he said he received it. No problem. And it was cool. So yeah, yeah, like let's get so maybe, more yeah, yeah. get more swag. Yeah. Let's extract the Premier yeah. League's got the money, Josh. We need to extract yeah. the gifts from that. 
Maybe we need to do that more often. We need to celebrate, Brendan. If you're if you're an always cheating podcast <laughs> listener this season, and you win a monthly prize or something cool happens, or you're you're in the top yeah. ten, uh, let us know. And Glory we'll, we'll hunter of the week. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Let, let's let's hear it. Let's, let's get some more bragging in this pod. Yeah. All right. Well, we we stepped on yep. the the main the main uh, call to action there, Josh, to join right. the Super League. The code is A six three ECL the European yeah, Champions just, League or something like this, A63ECL, <laughs> yeah. or just go to alwayscheating.com or any of our socials, then yeah. you'll find the auto-join button, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, on, the, on our alwayscheating.com website, there's a big uh, banner right across the top, and yeah, all you have to do is click on that, you automatically join the league. So and um, then you can check out our, our homepage as well. That's right, we, st- we still have a homepage. <laughs> they still exist. We, um, we pay for a domain name. Does that mean we're cool or uncool? You be the judge. It's hard to say. Uh, and uh, we would really love uh, to get as many Patreon uh, supporters and, and all of our various... You know, one of the reasons to join Patreon, Brandon, is, you know, it's... I keep saying you and I talked... You and I had a very long talk before this week's pie. We so rarely and so I'm going to keep referencing right? it because, it, yeah, exactly. So rarely, normally we just, yeah, hey, how are you? It's like we shake hands and then start start recording immediately. Uh, but uh, one of the reasons that uh, I recommend going to patreon.com slash always cheating to support the podcast is because there are tons of mini leagues being offered right now by various Patreon supporters, by us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, we have our, our Patreon league, but we also have um, our Last Cheater Standing League. We have our um, uh, Producer and Volkswagen Head-to-Head League. Yep. Uh, lots of different lots of different leagues and and you can and if you want to create one of your own go ahead and do that too and there's some uh, you know for legal reasons i can't say that there are some cash people leagues playing for clamshells perhaps you might yeah, say exactly now we can't we actually literally do not run any of those ourselves no. because um i don't want to i don't want the, i don't want the uh the feds on me. The right fuzz. I don't. I don't want that. I don't want the fuzz i don't want that kind of heat but if somebody else wants to create one and throw it on our discord i am totally fine with that. Yeah, we'll we'll turn a blind eye. That that is for sure. Yeah. And I think that it's um uh you know, we also do an extra podcast each week. I think that's an important yes. thing to note as Ad well. Free. It's not it's not just it's not just yeah, so you can, you can talk with people, meet some meet some fellow friends, join some mini leagues, uh talk with us of course as well. There's a there's an advice section in there and uh, also, also like meetups get planned there internationally all over the place get uh, planned there. Yeah. Uh, and then extra podcast each week. We would normally not do this much promotion at the start of the podcast, Brandon, <laughs> but it just it, you know, I, I, we have to at the start at least mention our our Patreon and then it'll, uh, it'll Speaking sort of, of our, slowly dissipate. Uh, speaking of our supporters around the world, there is a particular hardy bunch in our patreon from australia i just watched this 15 minute intro video from Ange uh postog god it's going to take me a while to uh commit this dude's name to memory pasta coglu Ange pasta coglu i watched like the 15 minute sort of like him answering questions from spurs fans he's the new spurs manager and he was just Lots of Aussie love there. I feel like this is going to be a big Premier League season for the Australians. Yeah, I feel like there's there's some excitement around him. He feels like he's he's a different. He just I don't seems know, like a good. Reminds me of he's like uh, yeah. like Jurgen Klopp uh, with less psychopathy. Maybe perhaps he. Yeah. He just seems like a a dad, a smart dad. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, he's a little bit different. It's a little bit like when Sari joined from Chelsea. Now, granted, they didn't end very well, but it was like it's just fun to have some different personalities in the Premier League. So, let's let's see how that let's see how that all shakes out. Um, and uh, so Patreon.com/slash/AwayStream where you can go. Uh, we also want to mention our first ever 
ever, Brandon. Mm. We've never done this before. All these years, live YouTube show. We, we promised that we'd be doing more YouTube this year, and YouTube we shall. We're actually going to be in person together recording at my home on Saturday evening. Uh, FPL After Dark is what we're uh, we're thinking about calling it. That name, you know, still it's still, still workshopping it. But it something could change. Like that. You basically, YouTube is going to lead us this season. Yeah, they'll uh, tell us. Yeah, yeah, tell us what it wants to be. But we're starting off with this vibe of always cheating after dark, most mostly because you're about to tell us, Josh, that whoa, I just went to our YouTube page. <laughs> And it auto started auto playing, um, which you go to youtube.com uh, slash at always cheating. Uh, but we're going to kick the show off on Saturday live at like 830 Eastern Standard Time. And yep. we want we're calling it after dark to entice people across the pond in England and, and thereabouts to tune in, maybe past their bedtime, because it's just going to be fun. What are we going to do? Uh, feels like half the people I know in the in the European FPL community are night owls. I feel like they're, they're constantly yeah. awake at one thirty or two. So they, you know, hopefully they can, they can join us. And we have a, we have a fun game that we're going to be playing as well, Brandon. It involves some, uh, some cards and mm. I'll, I'll say no more. Mm. I'll just, I'll just magic and, the and gathering. No perhaps. Yeah, no, yeah. No magic, the gathering. That would be cool. But those, those shows along with these early podcasts, Brandon are going to be, uh, we're partnering with the fantasy football hub and they're going to be one of our, our sponsors this season. Very cool. Very excited to work with them. Uh, we really love the entire team over there. I really respect, uh, all the, the all the yes. folks who, who run it and also who offer content on that side. It's really, um, I mean, it starts with Ben Crellin, of course, who's maybe the most, um, well-known and highly regarded name in the fantasy community. And he's doing weekly content for them. And there's a number of uh, other voices there as well. And if you go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk slash always, you can get 50% off any membership at any tier. You'll see a bunch of membership tier options. And so you get half off if you go to uh, the hub website slash always. That's where you can get that discount code. Uh, a bunch of cool features this year. In addition to all the articles and videos and things like that, uh, win your mini league or get your money back. <laughs> I'm going to take advantage of that. I've been waiting I am excited. how many yeah. seasons to win the uh, oh, our, our private league. You uh, need that one. You need that one. Yeah. Bad, yeah some T's and C's <laughs> apply on that one, Brennan. So I, I, I feel like you're, you now you can't do it anymore. I think now you're, you're technically off the... Uh, Dang it. You're off the, uh, okay. Yeah. Get your team rated for free by AI. I feel like we need to cool. have, you know, I was going to say, I was going to say we need to have Will or somebody from, from Hub come on, but yeah. maybe we actually need an, an AI robot. To come on, I mean, we've we've, we've like met the, Will the, the at the hub. <laughs> yeah. We've met Will, and uh, I'm not sure that he is an AI. Uh, the guy is just That's true. He's so he on be. message, on point, smart, and like yeah, del- delivers every every time. I'm just like, dude. I feel you. like that's. <laughs> I feel like that's not a compliment, even though you're trying to twist into one. But I, uh, I yeah, I, <laughs> he's very, we love you, Will. very professional. Yeah. Uh, and expert team reveals. And the thing that I really love on their side is um, access to really clean and easily easy to read Optidata, yes. which is what I'm often doing when I'm trying to make decisions for my fantasy team. This is so, this is my thing. Just yep. quickly on the hub. Yep. You said easy to read. I the reason I, I really gravitate toward the hub is because of just that. Like, you know, you get a lot of kick kit talk at the start of the season which can be highly subjective i like this kit yeah i don't like this kit but when i go to the hub i feel like it's just it's very aesthetically pleasing it's very clean easy to navigate and that especially comes down to their fixture ticker which we put in the running order here josh we're going to talk about fixtures in a moment so yeah take us to wherever we're going next 
Yeah, I think I think that's right. I mean, and I said, yeah, it's sort of you get right right into it, which is what I'm often if I'm going to fantasy football content website, I really it's like I want to get right into yeah. it, right? Yeah. I'm listening to a podcast like ours. I don't mind a little meandering, right? I might be I might be taking the dog for a walk, but uh, with, with content, it's it's nice when it's nice and clean and easy. So I think we should take our first quick mini break here, Brandon. Have a clean start. We're gonna get back. We're gonna talk about player prices, uh, positional changes, all that stuff. So let's take a break. We'll come right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Ben, we're back. So, game launches on Wednesday. Prices start getting teased out on Monday. More prices come out on the 4th of July. Right in the middle, I'm eating my strawberries and cream, watching Wimbledon, getting my prices and my... I was getting emailed prices. You really are an anglophile, aren't you, Josh? I truly am. (laughs) I have been to Wimbledon. It was a great experience. (laughs) I queued up and everything. I have a sticker that said I queued, and it was something like... uh, It was very very British, because the sticker is like... 
two like two tournaments without rain since 1911 or something like <laughs> what's that. going on with andy murray did stickers. andy murray say he loves fpl or something i saw him making the rounds on fpl twitter the oh, other day I, I didn't i didn't see that although he's up two sets to one uh as of uh, as of this evening mm. uh, over uh sissy Pass. so let's see what happens tomorrow brandon greek is, fpl uh, watches with bated breath <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um so they they roll out a bunch of prices i Responded with a little bit of anxiety because the first batch of prices, I was like, oh, my goodness, Bruno Fernandez, 8.5 million, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of 4 million options that are that are viable. A lot of um, just in general, I thought I, I, I thought everything was a little lower than I was expecting. Um, almost almost across the board, I would say almost everybody was was 0.5 million or so lower than I may have anticipated. And I, I don't necessarily see that as. A problem. I, I, I personally, I would have preferred higher prices across the board because I think it opens up, it forces you into some tougher decisions in terms of maybe I need to find a Luton Town four point five million midfielder that I have to play sometimes. Yeah. Or I have to, you know, which some people want and other people just want to have kind of all top six or. I feel like top six doesn't really, can't say that anymore, right? Top seven, top whatever half it of, is. Like top I, half of the table, maybe you could say. Yeah, I only want teams that play in Europe or something like yeah. that. Uh, and, and you could probably pull that off now. But um, I don't know. So what, what are your thoughts on the, like just kind of first wave of thoughts on, on player prices as they, as they were rolled out? Well, initial draft that I had tried to put together and immediately it was like, well, this is frustrating, is Trent, Sala, Holland. And then I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. well... What's Kane up to? What's Kane going to be doing? And then I'm like, I have yep. no money. Yep. So yep. I, I'm i not as... Uh, I, I don't really buy into the argument of the player prices are are too wonky and, and too cheap. I tend to favor a price scheme where people can just get whoever they want. That feels more fun to me. You know, there is a, mm-hmm. obviously like a clear strategic element. And the goal of this podcast is to put people in a place where you can play FPL at a super high level. And to do that, yep. you've got to be getting very marginal players before other other people catch on to them. And, and prices can play into that. But my initial thought is, I think the player I first immediately gravitated to was Bruno Fernandez at 8.5. And I was kind of like, this is awesome and this is fun because yeah. he's a player who I just like really, you know, struggled to bring in and out of my team last season. I mean, I can't remember, was he like 9.5 last season? I guess that, that the Manchester United was a slightly more complicated, non price specific proposition last season for many reasons. Right. Well, so the reason we started playing FPL way back in the day, Josh, was sort of like a foreign language oh. immersion program. You're going down. You're going back to first principles. Here. I, I, I really am. Yeah. And yeah. it was yeah. like, yeah. I, I need to know the Ste- Stefan Sessignons of the world. Uh, what's going on with these guys? And FPL taught us about all of these uh, uh, sort of like quote no name players in the on the lower lower down the table, and that's good. Yep. I think that's part of the purpose of playing a fantasy game. Uh, but right at the outset, as we go into season one, the big hurdle we have to clear is the fact that predicting is hard enough in the FPL season when we already have data to back things up. Go, uh, meaning we have recent historical data. We have game, you know, the last four game weeks to look back in. Going into game week one, we have none of that. All we have are uh, 
last season's data, player reputations, uh, and and so on. And the easy, the easiest way to set your team up going into game week one is just get the good guys on the good teams and then let the Premier League season story unfold and then we'll we'll change our team to correspond. So I'm perfectly happy to go into game week one having a bunch of, you know, so, having Sokka and Bruno along with everybody yeah. else. Um, that the, the I, poker analogy would be the like... Uh, the type of player that wants to limp in every pot and then hope that their kind of post-flop play is strong enough, right? That yeah, they but I don't know if you're limping. Um, I, I don't know if you're limping. If you look at all the horror stories from recent seasons, it all comes down to I tr- I didn't have Holland game week one last season. I didn't have Bruno or Sala game week one the previous season. It's sort of like you don't want to limp in with some sort of divergent strategy. You want to go into game week one yeah. knowing you've got a pocket pair or suited. But I, I would argue that last season Holland was not necessarily like a, a given. It wasn't It wasn't necessarily a given that he was going to be... Uh, there was debate. I think that you and I were, were on the fence ourselves about whether we are going to have Holland in game week one. Sure, right? and, and, and I see yeah. that. I, I see that, and, and you could argue that the people who had Holland right out the gate got lucky. Uh, to a degree, and everyone will just get him game week two. Yeah, so what's like, what's what's he the, was so good. The, what's the big deal? Yeah. But would you not argue though that getting Holland game week one last season was the safer bet? Well, I'm trying to remember who the other was. It Kane or I? I you know, I feel like there was. It was like you had to have Holland or somebody else. I think we left Kane season. on the table. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting question. I, I guess. The way that I think about it is I enjoy the game less if I feel like I have the same team as everybody else. So the way to get around that is to not look at anybody else's team, Mm -hmm. Uh, to go as far as you possibly can out of your way to not know what anybody else has. And in this last season, I had my fifth top 10K finish. I went into it. I didn't look at a single team not a, you know i didn't look at anybody's going into the season genuinely i did not probably yours you know you and me because we do this podcast i literally i was i had no choice it was like clockwork orange my i was forced i had to sit there and <laughs> look at your team as you went with a with your with your pointer through yeah. every no, you, uh, every player you know and in back in school you'd be forced to grade your neighbor's paper that's basically what yeah, we ex- have to do on this <laughs> exactly, podcast exactly so outside of you uh it was uh but uh, so i i think it's I guess, and this is where, um, I mean, we're going to talk more about this on the the next pod that we do, but I think that um, managing your inputs is like possibly the most important thing you can do in fantasy at this point, if you really want to make sure they're having fun, because it's, uh, if you're just on Twitter all the time or whatever, pick your, pick your platform, right? Like if you're just in one Reddit, right? If you're just in one thing all the time, you're going to see a kind of consensus, right? A consensus will form and and things are going to start to look very similar. And then you're going to not like your team as much just because you're going to get kind of bored of it because it's going to feel like it's not good enough or something like that. And so, so I think, so I think, although, okay, with all that said, Prices. I actually think that there's, I, yeah, with all, the, all, all what you were saying about like going in with the strongest team or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's, 
I don't know. Like I, you know, I, I just don't know. For a, I, I honestly don't know what the strongest team is to go into the season. With no rye, right? No rye. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, and I'm not sure. And, and I guess the, the way that they did it is, Holland is expensive. Sal is expensive. Trent's expensive, as you were just saying, right? And everybody else, you can afford. Like you can build a great team for about forty-seven million dollars. You know, forty-seven million pounds. And uh, that's so it's it's, a, it's an unusual. I mean, if, if you only have like one of those, is what I'm saying. And I'm, I'm, of course, I'm being a little sarcastic, but like yeah. you, everyone is so cheap that you you have a lot of options. And so, like a Sainsbury lunch deal. <laughs> yeah, but so you should ex- exactly you walk into a Tesco, Brandon, and get your 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 um, sushi to go. Whatever, you know, and so uh, <laughs> deli counter sushi. That's like getting uh, I don't know Wissa on Brentford. <laughs> yeah, he's telly counter sushi. That's that, that's that's in Bomo, I think. Uh, but I I think there's a lot of um, uh, one of one of the players we're going to talk about in just a second here. But I, I I think like I'm just looking at like some of the signings that came through. Someone like Mason Mount, right? You could make you know I think you could make an argument to start the season with Mason Mount, and you can make an argument that he's just does not deserve a spot in your squad at all, right? Like I think I could sit here on this pod and if you force me to take a position. I could sit here and argue it one way or the other, right? Like very, uh, you know, happily because, and so I, I think that there's a lot of players like that. And I don't, I don't want to get too in the weeds right now, comparing player A to player B. I, I don't think that's um, useful this early in the season. Uh, it, Cause I feel like when you, if you start thinking that specifically and those kind of binaries, like you're, it's like, you don't want your team to feel anywhere close to complete right now. Sure. Right. It's like, I just want to consider a pool of 25 midfielders, realistically eight or nine forwards, yeah. 10 defenders, right? Like the midfielders is definitely the biggest pool. Maybe 25 is a little high, but like, you know, 15, let's say. One of the big issues too with the game just launching is everyone now wants to make grand proclamations on players like Mason Mount. I don't yeah. know if they want to, but they're trying. Um, but let's wait until there is an actual preseason to come. They will yeah. play matches before the game week one deadline. And players like yeah. Mason Mount, who are very versatile and could play in various different parts, Declan Rice too, different parts of the pitch, really do explain their vitalness to to fantasy. Yeah. And I could see Mason Mount being deployed in a role where you're just kind of like, mm, possibly peripheral, uh, yeah. or deployed in a role we see in preseason where you're like, man, this is uh, this could be good value. So it's yeah, like someone- right right now we just kind of have these broad strokes of how we could, you know, put a budget together, but we don't have a real true idea of what that looks like in action. And we will, once these teams start playing their summer matches. Someone was noting to me that Mount could have potentially a big impact on Bruno and that it could push him deeper into exactly where it was a role. He played a lot at the end of last season. And if so, suddenly 8.5 million is like, are you getting an attacking midfielder or are you getting Yaya Torre, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously Yaya Torre was at times a great fantasy player, but he was yes. also box to box, right? And so yeah. it's, it's, it would be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, preseason in general can be kind of dangerous, but also we all got Holland <laughs> because of how we looked at the preseason last year. So the, it's, I, it's like maybe if, if, it's, if it seems unlikely that you know, so if someone's hot in the preseason, it kind of seems unlikely he's going to continue. It's probably the case, but if it's a, if it's a really talented player who's on fire, Mo Salah many years ago comes to mind too. Probably means they're they're going to be there's a player they're they're a player that you should be following in the you know in fantasy as well. Um, 
One thing I thought was kind of cool uh, as well was um, there's a bunch of 4 million defender options available, which is just kind of handy. Uh, like genuine, like should start uh, and, and like and actually play, which I think is kind of a I don't feel like we had that last season or maybe we did like after a while. But the, so the pool of cheapies is a little better mm-hmm. this year. You've got this guy, J- Jordan Beyer for Burnley, uh, George Baldock. Remember your, your boy, Brandon, George Baldock is back in the league. And uh, my boy Amari Bell from Lutontown is back in the league too. So always been actually, your boy. I think I think yeah, he's always my boy. I also don't think he's uh, back in the league. I'm pretty sure he is in the league mm-hmm. for the first time, much like virtually everyone on Lutontown. <laughs> Do you think you can name if I if I pull up Lutontown right now, Brandon on Wikipedia? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this right now. You and I have not. Uh, we need to, you know, work on our uh, knowledge of, uh, of the promoted team. Still, you know, build it up, and we'll cover that in future previews. But uh, how many players do you think you can name on the Lutonton team? Well, I could name at least one until Ethan Horvath was told he was not welcome in that parish anymore. So that brings <laughs> me back down to zero. Uh, <laughs> I know a couple. We got Matt, Matt Matt Macy, the goalkeeper. I remember him. He's a remember uh, him from what? He comes from Arsenal. He's an Arsenal system uh, okay. system player. Uh, Reese Burke, I remember him as well. He's a former uh, West West Ham. Remember Reese Burke, Brandon? Is that name ring a bell? No. And uh, what about? Uh, I, mean, I, just, I just might have a better memory than you. I think, I think you're on the literal to. Wikipedia page. Is why you remember these guys. I, I am, but when I'm seeing the names, <laughs> uh, oh, and there's Elijah Adebayo. I wonder if he's related to. Uh, I wonder if there's any relation to Adebayo, the, the, the senior. No, it doesn't look like it. Unrelated. All right. Um, oh, wait. Am I thinking of Bam Adebayo? Go ahead to the yeah, disambigu- I, disambiguation page immediately. Yes, you're right. Exactly. And I, I was confusing uh, Adebayo with, with Miami Heat forward Bam Adebayo. Let's move on, Brandon. Uh, so we have some new signings uh, and transfers to talk about here. Um, we'll talk, obviously, a lot more about player prices and, and, and slots and things like that uh, as, as we go. But uh, new signings. Again, if I were just, you know, if I set up my team right now uh, and I'm trying to figure out who I want this year, um, who I like, and I'm, I suddenly look up and I'm like, wait, where, where does James Madison play now? Uh, this is your quick refresher on some of the transfers that have happened so far. So uh, biggest one is, you know, Fab Romano just just revealed it. He did his kind of uh, his little Photoshop kit thing. <laughs> This guy, all right, just just clear the lane for a second. Like, obviously, 99% of the game is reporting the news. That's what journalists do. They get the news, sure. they report it. Sure. You're first to sure. market, that's good. That's what Fab does. Yeah, yeah. Beyond that, he his job? His like, Twitter, does he get paid by somebody? Uh, his Twitter feed is a freaking dumpster fire, apart, uh, you know, news breaking aside. And also, like, how much money is being slipped by Arsenal Football Club to him? Because every tweet about Declan Rice, Fab says, and by the way, Arteta was instrumental in this deal yeah. coming together. Yeah. Instrumental. Get out a of here, Fab. Of instruments. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a little too much. It's That's how I feel about all these guys. It's like a Woj and Shams, you know, in the NBA. It's Extra. Like a, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, anyway, so we got some we got some signings though, Brandon. Um, so De- well, Declan Rice is a huge one, and I think uh, I, I, you know, Declan Rice in some ways is not a he's not really a fantasy player, but he's a player who'll make everybody better. Um, and I think that it's um, ultimately it, it is an upgrade, even though 
Uh, I thought Arsenal were, were fine in the defensive midfield last season, but I think this is, it's a, you know, I mean, by the end of the last season, they just had way too many injuries, right? Yeah. They were just kind of banged up kind of across the, across the defensive uh, middle. Again, there are really two different roles he could play, Declan Rice. He could play the Jaka role. He could play the Thomas Partey role. I think the Jaka right. role is, is actually intriguing from a fantasy point of view. And we're going to talk about Kai Havertz in a moment, too. And there's another yep. sort of like, is he displacing Gabriel Jesus? Is he going to play the Jaka role? And there's a lot of moving yep. pieces here. I just cannot wait to see see them play. But a player like Declan Rice, as you say, Josh, just r- improves everyone from a fantasy point yep. of view. He's going to be yep. a he's going to be able to double the workload of a lot of these guys from protecting the defense to one of his biggest skills, Declan Rice, is progressive passing. So he should take some of the onus off of players like Odegaard, and maybe they, you know, the attacking players can focus a little bit more on movement. And uh, very yep. excited to see how this one plays out. And you know, I'm the guy when I need a new uh, thing, I go to Google and mm-hmm. I just my first word is best. I'm just like best fill in the blank, best lawnmower. Best dehumidifier. You need to uh, read more books. Something. <laughs> Best book. <laughs> Best seller. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is Bible. I, I just. <laughs> um, so you know, sometimes you just gotta, you know, you pay a little extra money. And certainly they overpaid for Declan Rice, but you know, they're oh. trying to they're trying, they're trying no, to do no, big things no, at no Arsenal. Overpay. Center backs and defensive midfielders always look like overpays, and then they're and then they're steals a couple of years down the line. The the market for them is. They're, they're, I mean, they're, the market is just like it's so tight, right? There's just, there's just like nobody. There's, there's very few options and very few clubs that have the money to pay for them. So, uh, and he stuck around long enough to win a European Cup for West Ham too. So, uh, congrats. That's kind of cool the way that works. Yeah, out. and and unlike uh, the big Zabowski, Zabowski moving to Liverpool, Declan mm-hmm. yeah. Rice is already Premier League uh, vetted. He's 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 done it in the big league in the big time. Yeah, and well, let, let, before we get to him too, let's talk about Kai because uh, that's the other big sign. The the rumor, I mean, so Kai also was reclassified as a midfielder. He was classified as a forward in fantasy last season. Uh, the assumption is, although I mean, he hasn't necessarily come right out and said it, Arteta, but the assumption is that he'll play in that Jaka role. So they basically have completely redone their central midfield in the offseason, which is pretty bold, right? That's a it's kind of a gamble. I mean, it's been one hundred and seventy five million uh, to to remake. The, the heart of your, you know, kind of engine room or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, right? It's, it's, a, it's a big change. So, uh, I mean, Havertz is an interesting player, obviously super talented. Um, I, I said this on Twitter, I think, last week, but I, I'm like a little fantasy poisoned with him where it's like he's not a fun player to own in fantasy. He never has been. He's feels like extremely wasteful. He was and, fun to own in, uh, ba- in fantasy Bundesliga going back to was. our COVID discussion. Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah. He was, so, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. got a brace from him, my fantasy team mm-hmm. once. So, but I, and I think, you know, he, but he was, so it's just a weird situation because he, um, scored the game winning goal in a champions league final for Chelsea. Right. But he also led the line in a pretty mediocre way. Let's, let's you know, to be quite honest on that kind of dumpster fire Chelsea's team last season. Is that, does he deserve any blame for that? I, I think he has to be apportioned some, no. right? But n- not at all. I don't know. I mean, he could have played better. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah. Oh well, I, it's mixed. 
I'm sure. Uh, I can't. I yeah. just cannot imagine. Uh, I mean, the, okay, so you talk about that Champions League final goal that Kai Harvard scored. Guess who played the assist? You don't have to guess. You know, it was Mason Mount. And, yeah. you know, both of these players are leaving the club. It's like Chelsea, and we can talk about uh, Chelsea is a very interesting FPL discussion that we can have uh, farther yeah. down the line. But the fact that these two blokes, lads, are leaving, yep. uh, it's it points to the club. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I think obviously they signed 25 different people or whatever in the last 12 months. I mean, I think it was literally 20. I mean, it was, it was almost that high. Right. And sure. they, they're, they're still doing it. There's still more coming. It's it's insane. It, it, I, I guess they they're they're moving some players out. I mean, Pulisic is going to get I'm actually really surprised and I don't want to get too off topic here, but I I'm surprised that Pulisic is not being um discussed uh, as if going to a Premier League club. I'm seeing like Lyon and AC Milan, and it's like, yeah, I'm just kind of surprised that like yeah. an Everton isn't going in for him. Well, apparently Pulisic told Chelsea, I will not go to Lyon. He, they, they offered, okay. the club was interested in taking the offer, and Pulisic said, no, not for me. So I think okay. the appeal with AC Milan is it's a Champions League club, and Pulisic Clear, clearly feels he w- deserves to be in the Champions League. That's his profile, and he'll leave the Premier League to do it. You and I as Americans understand the Premier League's profile is so much higher amongst yep. these, well, I don't want to, it's us. not a, monologue, yeah. a monolith, but most U.S. fans that we encounter are yeah. more Premier League fans than uh, Champions League followers. Yeah, I mean, uh, the ultimate, ultimately the Champions League is on it. 2.30 p.m. on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Like, yep. you know, it's just like, how big can it ever get when it's when it's yep. in the middle of, like, every work meeting? Uh, sure. Have. And no, no uh, one's uh, arguing that it's not, like, the most elite league, the Champions League. Sure. But in yeah. terms of if Pulisic's goal is to have, like, a high ceiling as far as PR, public relations, and he thinks Champions yeah. League is the way to do that, we think that's the wrong direction for him. And let's just look at what Clint Dempsey did for his profile being at a mid-table yeah. club like Fulham. He is now a folklore legend at that club, and yeah. a lots of Americans got to see him play because he played there. Yeah. Just imagine if your boy George Baldock was setting him up for some for some killer crosses, Brandon, uh, for your beloved Sheffield United. I don't know. I, yeah, wow. I think it could be uh, it could be a beautiful thing. I'm sweating. Yeah, but oh, and imagine if he went to Fulham. I, it would, That'd be cool, right? And they need like, somebody out, out on the right. Like Spurs just scooped up Manor Solomon. Yeah. We're losing wingers. Bobby Decker, Dover Reed is... Yeah. Uh, there is there is a great spot for him right there at Fulham. He would be yeah, beloved. The, 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 only, the only thing that's sad is uh, because he's so just perennially unhealthy, it's... Uh, as like a as a supporter of a club, I actually would be kind of scared to mm-hmm. have him because he, he really has. I, I mean, he's even able to put together one single season where he's been healthy the whole time. It feels like certainly not at Chelsea, and so it's like you just want to see him have go to some club where he can start. I'm not sure this this will happen to AC Milan. He can't right? even like survive some, a World Cup campaign for the U.S. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's really unfortunate. Like it's, but anyway. All right. Well, let's get back to some of these signings. So, Havertz. Um, I'm not excited about fantasy wise, but um, I, I I don't think. I mean, Gabriel Jesus was played beautifully um, up, up front, and it, it's you know. So I, I can't imagine that change. I mean, it really, Arsenal. Nothing, nothing up front with Arsenal needs to change, really. Uh, and they're they're all priced fairly well too. There's really there's. I'm certainly going to go into the season with at least one Arsenal. 
midfielder. And, yeah. uh, and they have Nottingham Forest in that first fixture, which oh, yeah. definitely will somebody. be an enticement. I think Kai Havertz is... He could have a little bit of that Gabriel Martinelli gold dust about him if everything goes uh, magically. So anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of want him to work fantasy wise. Be, yeah, and I, yeah, and just as a player, I'd be interested. Like I, you know, he's talented, and uh, so let's let's see what happens there. Um, all right, we spent 19 minutes on one player, so let's. Uh, we'll do, cool. <laughs> so we have we have your your your. Uh, your friend, uh, Sabazli, he is, he's joined from Liverpool. He's an interesting player. He's 22 years old, uh, played for RB Leipzig, had, um, I think it was something like eight goals and 10 assists or, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, so we're not, we're not, he's not a, uh, I mean, he signed for 70 million pounds, a big, it's a big signing, but he's, this is not, um, you know, the next, um, Erlen Holland joining, right? It's a, he's, he's an attack. He's an attacking midfielder, very talented, very highly regarded. Klopp tends to take a little while mm-hmm. to bet in his younger players. Cody Gakpo being one of the few exceptions to that, actually. I feel like Gakpo pretty much. That was like away, a needs must with Cody Gakpo. They true. just needed that's warm true. bodies, and he was fit coming yeah. out of the World Cup. And yeah, like, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah, Klopp's got a very specific way that he likes to, you know, heavy metal football and. Uh, yeah. yeah, again, you go back to the preseason and we'll, we'll see how the big Zabowski's minutes are, are played and, and how he looks there. I would love yeah. to see some of him, but yeah, if he, he plays like you know, limited minutes in the preseason, then I agree. We might not even see him start for a few game weeks at the start of the season. All right. We have to design brand one of these, the big Sabazle t-shirts now. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. Uh, all right, then we got we got Mount. We talked about him a little bit already. I think I think it'll be really interesting, like you said, to see how he plays in preseason. I I think it's a good signing, though. I mean, he's had some moments where he's incredible, and mm-hmm. I and I guess you're right. I mean, if I if I'm gonna, I was not giving Havertz a lot of slack, but I it's like I kind of want to do that with Mount because I felt like Mount. I don't know. He had some he battled injuries a little bit last season, but I I, I really like him. I think that's a good a good move for Man United. It kind of fills a feels a need, I think, for them as well. So um, I don't know. you have any thoughts on Mount to Man United? Uh, every sort of Mount reveal on Instagram I'm seeing, I'm just sort of like, this This feels a little light. Uh, Harry Kane should probably be in these these posts. Mason, if Mason Mount yeah. is the biggest signing that United delivers to their supporters this summer, I feel like that's not good enough. Uh that's and I think yeah, the, that's the, true. The problem that Manchester United had all last season was they didn't have a proper forward. Uh, you know, Marcus Rashford was great, uh, but you know he was he's being deployed in various parts of the pitch, and to have a dedicated number nine in that yeah. team is really the. I know you've been uh-huh. you've been pushing hard for them to bring back Mason Greenwood, and I I don't know, Brandon. That seems like a little uh, a little extreme to me, but. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I'm no, no, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not kidding, even going to address that yeah, one. Bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll wait and see with Mount. We'll certainly be talking about Agreed. him a lot this season, I suspect. Um, Tonali, uh, joins from, uh, joins Newcastle from AC Milan, a 64 million pound signing, big signing. Uh, yeah, I, I defensive midfielder, but it does make you wonder if maybe that, 
moves Bruno Gamarish up a little bit, gives yeah. him an opportunity to do some of the things that he does really well, maybe makes him a little more of a fantasy asset than than he's been. Um, he's six million, so I, I he's one of the players I, I would have wanted to be a little bit cheaper. Actually, I would, I would like him a little more at five point five million. But I think all the Newcastle players kind of got these um, Champions League squad bumps yeah. this year. I saw an interesting Tifo IRL video on Tenali mentioning that. He is an all-action midfielder, and he has been touted as uh, in Italy as the next Pirlo, but he lacks hmm. dramatically in passing versatility the way Pirlo did. And what Tonali yeah. does better is uh, just being an athlete. So it supports your theory that Bruno Gamarish may benefit from a, from a fantasy perspective by him basically just being running around trying to yeah. break up play at the uh, with opposing position, and Bruno can maybe play a little bit farther forward. But as far as a fantasy option, Tenali's you know, no, outlook not great. Okay. Well, yeah, and it, that, which, which, you know, most defensive outside of the, the like, very rare, um, uh, who's our friend from West Ham? Um, the... Uh, Dec- uh, uh, the, the Suchek? Yeah, exactly. Uh, outside of the, the occasional Suchek moment, uh, I think in general... <laughs> Good, good rule of thumb in fantasy mm-hmm. is, 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 you know, try to avoid the uh, expensive keepers and, and defensive midfielders. That's that was the, the two, two rules of thumb. Yes. Uh, um, and Cuckoo, another uh, another Chelsea signing. This one, I, th- I think they actually signed this like a year ago. And then he, he played one more year um, at Leipzig before he joined. But because why not? Player that I remember. Yeah, exactly. Another player that, that, of course, we've seen him in the Champions League. Uh, another player that I had during that brief spell where we did fantasy Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. I had him in my in my squad. He's a he's a fun player. He's really talented. Um, I think people are really going to like him. I think they're going to like watching him play. Um, I, I I don't really know. Um, I think in general, Chelsea is such a question mark in terms of how they're going to set things up and. Um, I'm excited to have Pochettino back. I really like Pochettino. I know that it didn't really work out for him at PSG, but I just like him as a person. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Poch. So I'm, I'm excited to see if he can go there and, and make it work. It feels like he's got the right personality for it. He's, he's not really a, like a, he's not easily ruffled, you know? Sure. It feels like maybe that's what you need at a squad like that. Yeah, it's like what we were saying about Postacoglu going to Spurs. Where it, this could be the season of just like, cool managers as opposed to incredibly toxic managers so yeah i welcome yeah. this keep keep Mourinho in in rome and we'll we'll have the chill, give us the chill guys uh ruben neves uh actually he's in, he's he's gone so that's uh, that's a, just, uh, sad. hashtag by felicia sad to see him go though uh i i like ruben neves like he's a fun you know he's a fun player but he's he's okay. only he's good for one thing josh and that is wiping out your fantasy clean sheet with a ridiculous <laughs> yeah, 30 yard bazooka screamer. that's very true yeah galazzo that's what that's what that's what he's mm-hmm. he's good for uh and then we'll end with a couple attacking midfielders james madison joins spurs from leicester it has taken spurs basically five years to have a a player who can do what Christian Eriksen did for that team. Uh, the, I think, I mean, I don't know, the Spurs fans can agree or disagree here, but it feels to me like this is something they've really needed mm-hmm. was like a more of like a playmaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I mean, Madison, I mean, he did some pretty good things for, for Leicester. I mean, they won a, won an FA cup and they are competitive and he, he could be kind of frustrating. But part of that was that the squad wasn't always, 
you know, he was almost always the best player. And you know, I don't know. I mean, you can make it argument for Telemans at times as well. But, um, you know, he was kind of there. Yeah, by the time he was there, Vardy was kind of at the, you know, the end of his his kind of run as well. So um, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about the Madison signing for Spurs? I agree. I think it's great. I do wonder if Spurs have been trying to be a little too continental over the last five years. Just like, okay, like who this, this midfielder you think is mm. going to work because they played in Europe. Yeah. And I don't know if James Madison, like, uh, you know, James yeah, it's Madison. Like your tattoo, Brandon, that says England for the English. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, more, yeah, yeah, we need more bulldog tattoos and, and all that jazz, you know, uh, plastic chairs being thrown into the streets because uh, <laughs> we want a group, group game. That's, that's, hey, it could happen anywhere. I'm sure it could. That's right. But I that's think, right. I think James Madison could be, uh, maybe he's going to be a double, every double game week for Spurs. James Madison's name is going to be mentioned. Just you. That's right. High ceiling, high floor kind of player. Um, I think that's, I think that's right. Uh, And then finally, uh, Alexis McAllister, uh, another player who kind of like the big Sabazli uh, joining as an attacking midfielder for, for Liverpool. uh, Although I think he could play a little, certainly it did as a Brighton at times. He could play a little bit deeper and more of a Gigi Mm Wijnaldum style role. He's Mr. Um, Half Turn. Alex McAllister. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wonderful player. I really fell in love with McAllister the second half of last season. Like, just, just, he was, he was a, like, I mean, you know, I mean, granted, he did really well for my fantasy team, so that's, that obviously helps, but I just like him. I like watching him play. I think he's really, he's just really good. And uh, I mean, it started obviously with the World Cup, but he, uh, yeah. just had a, you know, from de- December mm-hmm. till June, he was like everyone's favorite player, I feel like. Yeah, just like in a vacuum, he's great to watch, but in the World Cup, you, he, he just, by his name alone, he's like a fish out of water on that Argentinian team. There's that famous story of uh, all the players in Argentina making fun of him because he had the red hair, and Messi had to tell the whole team, like, please take, stop making fun of this guy. He's going to help yep. us win the World Cup, which he did. And yep. just to see him yep. last season for Brighton and Argentina just perform so fluently on every level is just like an inspiration, honestly. So, yep. yeah, much, much love to McAllister. We wish you the best of luck. So, and just, uh, there's obviously lots more signings too, but we just want to hit some of the biggest ones there. Um, we'll talk more about uh, various various signings. And you know, a lot will, will come through. I mean, Harry Kane, let's see what happens there. I think, uh, I, I'm still of the opinion that he's going to stay at Spurs, but um, we'll see. I mean, I think, of, you know, Bayern Munich are obviously pushing for him. It's, it feels weird to see Kane at Bayern, doesn't it? I don't know. Maybe I'm just... I can't imagine I he'd know. want to go there. Uh, I mean, your yeah. thirst for trophies must... I mean, I guess a, tro- a trophy is a trophy is a trophy, yeah. and so on. And yeah. he would get to play yeah. in the Champions League, which it's kind of a it's yeah. this is a little bit like the Pulisic argument we were just having of like Harry Kane has been playing a PR game for, as like English yeah. talisman for many years now. So this yeah. is the decision point for him: Does he stay in the Premier League as as the Englishman that he is? Or does he go yeah. play at this high level to establish his, his football bona fides? And I think it's very tricky. I think if Kane is not able to force a move this summer, that it is an indictment of him. Like, he should have enough sway. And I've heard, you know, there's only so many ways to say Levy is a shrewd businessman, etc. But... The amount yeah. that Kane has done for that club, and he can't get out with one year left on his contract, shame on Kane. 
that he can't do that. He, he should have yeah. more leverage at that club than he does. Yeah, I think, I don't know, whatever. I mean, this is like a whole, we could go on about this. Cause it, it, I think he's, I just don't think he wants to get his hands dirty. He doesn't want to do the, like, the Damian Lillard thing. That's, a lot of NBA references. I think he should be sure able the, to do you know, it without like, yeah. like being a, a pill. I think he should yeah. have enough sway behind the scenes to avoid all of that drama and just yeah. get it done. He is I think so the too. goal record goal scorer. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I mean, you have the Robin Van Persie, like it, you know, these things that does happen. The talismanic forwards do leave, right? It's mm-hmm. not like and they have Richarlis and they have Sun, they've got Madison now. It would not along with many other good players, it would not devastate the squad. So he's know, he's we'll leaving see, this we'll season happens. or next season and Spurs are not finishing in the Champions League this season. So like what what are what's the goal? What's the aim here? It's strictly to punish guess, Kane. I, yeah, I mean they could they could finish in the Champions League this season, I suppose. I don't know. It's they can't. I don't know. Well, anyway, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens there. So let's 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 move on to some players who've uh, switched positions. Uh, we did talk about Kai Havertz already. He was a forward last year. He's classified as midfielder this year. Uh, Brandon Bomo was a forward last year. Now a midfielder. What's this as well. all about? Like uh, he's going to be playing forward with uh, Ivan Tony out. I guess maybe, well, you know, I mean, you have Wissa who, who is, he's not, he's now a forward. So is the idea that Wissa is going to, I don't know. Okay. I mean, yeah. And Bomo is kind of the wide Sala player striker. and Wissa is, yeah, the, is exactly. the number nine. All right. Yeah. I actually haven't seen what I haven't been. Brandon, you know, you know, how I love to follow Brentford transfer news, but uh, so far I have not. I'm not seeing anybody with zero points next oh, to their What's name. Fab? You know, the, what's the classic, Fab doing? Yeah. Uh, there's no here we goes at uh, at the G Tech. Yeah, I, I you know I want to go. Should we, should we should we try to go see a Brentford game this, this fall? I think that'd Why be not? that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Um, I'd be like I'd be like rooting for the manager if, if I went there. I'm such a I'm such a huge fan. <laughs> Just uh, wearing a, a suit, uh, a full kit wanker yeah, style. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, you've got, uh, and then, uh, Kanos is, um, was a defender last year. Now he's a midfielder for, for, uh, I think he went back. I think he was a midfielder two years. He's one of the, he's one of the classic Because It's actually funny. Cause the same thing with Matt, Matt Ritchie has moved again. Okay. Matt Ritchie got his <laughs> annual move. <laughs> Does Matt Ritchie's like uncle run FPL? Because this guy's at the forefront of all of the news of FPL. Remember it's like five seasons ago when FPL so did weird. their first like Doesn't price reveals. He was one of the yeah. first players of the prices. I was like, what? <laughs> That's right. What's I feel like he often appears. They have like the four players at the top of the website. He's often like one of the four. You know, it's <sighs> like it's, yeah, it's crazy. What is going People on? Love okay. Ritchie. Yeah. So uh, you got Enciso, who is it was a forward last year, midfielder. Now that that does feel appropriate. He's more of a well, I don't know. I mean, he, but I, I like Enciso. He shoots a lot. If he, if he got a little more accurate, it feels like he could be a really fun. Uh, yeah, and I I do. I, I will give him a little bit of slack. Enciso, I felt like he knew last season he was being given opportunities by the manager. So it was like I have to yeah. make an impression. And when a player like knows they have to make That's an impression, true. they're going to shoot a little bit more. And to be fair. Yeah he made a, a very unique and, and good impression. So uh, all, all counts to him. He's 5.5 um, in, in the fantasy game. And did you think, I thought Matoma was a little underpriced at 6.5. I thought he would have come in at 7. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Brighton are, could be, Brighton are a question mark for me. Uh, I do yeah. wonder, you know, if they, if like... Um, Caicedo leaves, they will be shedding more players and they're taking on more matches 
with the Europa yeah. League, and I I could see their Premier League performances suffering a bit because of that, and, and could turn out six point five is the correct price if that's right. But. You know, I think early on, um, they have a nice start. Luton, Wolves, West Ham to start the season. Um, I have three Brighton players right now mm-hmm. in my squad. I have um, I have Estepanian, who I think is 0.5 million too cheap. Uh, he's 5 million. I, That's to me, a, Estepanian is... Yeah, I agree. Great, great he, will be, yeah. he will be template for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and then Sanchez is only 4.5 still, which I think is for, for a really high quality player. Keeper, um, who was excellent in, in Sanchez last season. It didn't even. Or no, oh, or no, Steel. I'm yeah. sorry, uh, Steel is four point five. Yeah, not no. Sanchez and Steel are both at <laughs> the same price, but uh, Steel is four point five. So I understand uh, that Brighton might be looking at another goalkeeper. It could create right? this whole. I'm with you. Like Steel had a, a had a yeah. fine season, but that seems to be it's a little risky. I guess. Yeah. Well, more information to come. Yeah. And that, that's funny that I made that Sanchez steal. Um, it, it was steal that I owned. Uh, and so it's funny that I was like, oh, yeah, Sanchez was great for me last season. Yeah. The 12 weeks I owned yeah, you've been his, his uh, replacement. Uh-huh. I have been incepted. Um, Lewis Hall, whatever. Now he's a defender. Uh, I mean, he, look, he looked good at times, but I don't, I don't know. Like, will Lewis Hall start? I yeah, we, I was talking with our friend Pat Riley uh, out there in Vancouver, and he was a big Lewis Hall supporter. And he seems... Young and sort of untested, but to to like get your you know get your minutes at that top level yep. with Chelsea will benefit Lewis Hall. I'm not sure he's going to play enough to warrant a fantasy spot, though. Yeah, I, I don't know either, but I, I you know well maybe in a, in, he's a year away. I think maybe uh, Jota is uh, back to being a midfielder. That's I uh, like that. Uh, and then Gakpo is now a forward. And Cody Gakpo as a 7.5 million forward for Liverpool. That is a fair price, Brendan. That is a fair and reasonable price. I think there's at least a version of a team that I could put together that has Cody Gakpo in it at 7.5 million. Agreed. I like Gakpo. Yeah. Team Gak. Yeah. Team Gak. Uh, and then uh, I think I think Joe does a little riskier now that they've kind of brought in a bunch of players. I, I don't know. He, he had great moments at the end of the last season, though. Uh, we talked about Matt Ritchie already. Uh, Brennan Johnson is now a midfielder. And then Richarlison <laughs> is back to a midfielder as well. If Kane leaves, then we have a lot of uh-huh. some strong out-of-position <laughs> potential there with Richarlison. Oh, I will have to grit my teeth and bring Richarlison in if oh, Kane does that's... leave. But it's just like hilariousness from FPL that they actually put Richarlison as a forward. Like Harry Kane doesn't come off. How is he ever going? Richarlison ever going to play through the middle, which is the only reason why FPL ever classes somebody as a forward. So um, that's how I feel about that. Yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting. I mean, it's what what is his price? I, I should have pulled this up as we were talking here, but I it's let's see. I mean, he scored what his first goal in April of last season. He it was uh, it was a horrifying season yeah. for the man. Seven million. So yeah, one goal. But I mean, he he's had double digit goals three times. So I don't know. It's hard to yeah. say. Gakpo's gonna it's, it's, yeah, going to score twice as many goals as Richarlison as this Ooh, season I smell, easily. I smell a bet. Yeah. I smell a bet on there, Brandon. Let's talk more about this later. All right, Brandon. Let's take one last break. We'll get back and answer some listener questions. All right, Brandon, we're back. 
have a couple of questions from uh, Patreon supporters and friends of the pod. Uh, and uh, once again, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Kick things off, Brendan, with one of our long, long time friends, Eric Freeman. Mm. Yes. Which clubs do you think will surprise us this season? And which clubs will disappoint? Hmm. Let's keep this. Let's keep this fantasy focused here. Okay. So, which which clubs do you think will will have some interesting fantasy players? Which ones will be disappointing? Fantasy yeah, players? I guess I was hinting at this uh, before the break that I do think Brighton have the highest potential of disappointing us because they performed at such a high level last season, and now they have the added European commitment. So, I'm I'm going into the season cautious with yep. uh with them now chelsea become the club that i would look to for uh probably the the ones that will surprise us in terms of upside like positive because they have so yeah. many fantasy darlings from from sterling and i i agree with you josh like in cuckoo is so fun to watch and if he starts delivering just even uh, meager results at the start of the season people will be itching to get this guy into their team. Yep. So uh, I think Brighton and Chelsea are two sides yeah. of that coin for me. Chelsea, Chelsea, um, I, I think are an interesting one. I, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, it's, they just need to figure it out. Like, no one did it last year. No one found a, a version of that squad that was good, but you cannot have this many talented players and not, I mean, let, I mean you can talk all you want about how PSG, don't win the Champions League or whatever, but like they do, they, they, you know, they win their league in a trot every year. Like, I mean, having like, you know, really, and obviously the Premier League is, is a different kettle of fish, but like there's still, there's a lot of talent in that Chelsea squad. There's no reason that they should be a team that isn't even playing in Europe this season, right? That's insane considering uh, how much, how much quality is there, but it just hasn't been integrated yet. And so I think, it, you know, if it starts to click, then I think fantasy wise, there, there's just a lot of players that are, that are, that are intriguing. And I, um, yeah, I mean, and Cuckoo uh, among many, many others. So I think, I think they're a really interesting squad. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, the prices are sort of... What do you think United about Aston Villa, I, Josh? That, here's, here's the team that I think yeah. is actually uh, like really straight down the middle because they, yep. they surged so much when Emery came in and they finished in Europe. And yet the squad still seems a little bit odd and, and like teetering. Yeah. How much are they strengthening? Yuri Tielemans coming in, I think, is is a good siding and, and would solidify the midfield. Do you think yeah. you're going to get more from Villa this season, the same or less? Well, uh, in real life, the same or less. In fantasy, I'm kind of impressed. I'm, I'm surprised that like Mings and Cash are both 4.5. Mm-hmm. That a little low. Like that it seems kind of low to me for. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, they're they're kind of priced like a bottom half of the table squad. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, why is Leon Bailey 5.5 million? That's way too high. Uh, I mean, yeah, why? why? It's like. It, I don't know. I mean, already you can you can already see the problem with with this team. Just looking at them right now, there's one, two, three, four, five, eight, ten. I mean, there's 14 players listed right now in the in the midfield for for Villa. It's like who 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 are we going to trust, right? I mean, they you know they did bring in um, Tielemans, which is a good signing, obviously. Um, I, I but I mean, Tielemans hasn't typically been a great fantasy player. Maybe he 
makes things a little more stable in the attack. It's kind of like we talked about with um, with Rice and mm-hmm. and Havertz. Maybe improves the fantasy ceiling of, of folks around him. Ollie Watkins, I guess, yeah. is is the one player that we'll watch in terms of his yeah. his trajectory going into game week yeah. one. I mean, Buendia. Why is Buendia six million? How much is uh, Emmy Martinez? Uh, five million. Okay. If you were four or five, he'd be. If you were four or five, Brandon, he would have to be the first hundred percent owned player. You, we would all have to own Emmy. I know I'm I'm in the bag for Emmy Martinez, but at four or five, he would have. I, I think I would have actually just not fielded a second goalkeeper. I just would have. I I would have. You know, I mean, I guess technically you have to by the rules of the game, but I would have. I would have put on somebody who transferred, like to like a European yeah. club. You would bring in. in uh, you yeah. would bring in Ederson and never play him just to spite the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just to spite <laughs> the game, exactly. So he's five. Uh, but in general, there are a lot of prices here. But yeah, I, I don't really know. I, I, I like Watkins is one of those. Like I, I know this is like just it's a feeling more than reality. But it feels like he's always been like a wrong like wrong place, wrong time player for me. I never seem to have him at the right time mm-hmm. in, in fantasy. Um, and, uh, what about, uh, palace? Uh, you know, once Hodgson, Hodgson came in, things stabilized a lot. We saw a lot of appeal in some of palace's attacking players. Another, another uh, place I'd love to go see a match, uh, this, this fall. Yeah. But, there, there I is mean, a weekend yeah. I'm targeting Josh. I think it's around okay, October 7th where we've got Selhurst, Selhurst park on the menu. Lots of, um, other things happy. We'll see how the how the days line up, but um, yeah, okay, Sellers Park see. all the way. I'm pro Palace. Much love. Um, they, uh, you know, if you feel like you're wrong place, wrong time with Ollie Watkins, like that's for mm-hmm. the entire team of Crystal Palace. For me, I can never get any of these <laughs> yeah. players at the at the right time. Yeah. But the potential is there. They just got so many great players. Eze Ooh. became such a big fantasy conversation at the end of the season he's so good if Zaha is at the top of his game he's an elite performer fantasy um option Sam Johnstone and goal is got to be 4.5 and if he's Hodgson's boy then he'll play he'll he'll start I I like him I think he's an interesting yeah. starter for goalkeeper you know, uh Zaha um is not listed right now in the fantasy game. And uh, is he there's not, some he's not rumors. Out of contract, he might, is he? No, I don't think so. Um, but he is uh, he's leaning towards a move to Lazio, apparently. Oh, so, cool, fun. Uh, interesting. Why is all these European, like, when did, did Italy get like a giant cash infusion that I'm not aware of? Like, <laughs> I know. Some, some G8 happen? summit there, Everyone's, like, hey, listen, we need to send some of our soccer players over yeah, to your country. I remember in recent years, this many <laughs> players being rumored. To, it's like a McKenney was like, I, I don't know, it's, uh, who knows? But uh, yeah, I think that uh, is, well, we'll see what happens with, with him there. But yeah, I think, I mean, as he looked awesome, I, I wish he was at 6'5, six, six, he. I wish he was six, you know, it feels a tiny, tiny bit high. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I'm sort of definitely keeping an eye on that, on that team. And, uh, yeah, Johnston was great, um, at the uh, end of last year too. Uh, he's available for 4.5 million. Um, Brian says, uh, how many drafts will you make between now and the start of the season? I'm not a huge tinkerer. I will admit uh, mm-hmm. Like during during these these long four weeks before we wait, I will go yep. very high octane with uh, tinkering 
a week out probably. But what, what, what tends to happen is I go into my team, you know, like 10, 10 days out from the season one deadline, game week one deadline. And, uh, and I have a, I have a plan of, of attack. I don't derive great satisfaction with seeing how I can or cannot fit, uh, you know, Ben White into my, my plans. Yeah, I, I'm not much of a tinkerer or, uh, either. I, I just don't really like to do it because I don't, I really don't like the feeling that sometimes you get um, in the first couple of game weeks where players go off and you're like, oh, I had him in my team. Mm-hmm. Like he was in one of my drafts. And then you end up spending the entire weekend just lamenting the perfect team that you could have had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the fun for me in preseason is just learning. It's like yes. literally just you know it's important to, to say and, tinkering yeah, is yeah. not an indicator of level of engagement you know just because yes. some account yes. shares a billion different drafts between now and then doesn't mean they're any more engaged than you are just means right. i don't even know what it means who cares but um yeah yep. agreed yeah it's a different different kind of a way to be engaged yeah. you know and so like i mean yeah i know you're all over these tifo um youtube i guess i gotta start watching them, brandon because you Whenever you bring them up on this podcast, I'm always like, ooh, that sounds... The TIFO guys are are elite in terms of layman's uh, tactical explanations and transfer talk. Okay. All right. All right. I'll have to give it and give them a... I've listened to the podcast before, Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a a more general interest. I'm happy happy to give them a little plug on this this, this podcast brand. Um, yeah, I'm not much of a tinker either though. I, I, uh, certainly the final week I will, I will really rev it up. Um, I would say the Sunday before the season starts is when I really start to take it seriously. And usually it's like, it's like as the, uh, community shield is taking place, that's when I typically, um, like that's, I feel like when the season truly begins for me in terms of my own personal squad. Um, is it cause they won the treble. So are they going to play Arsenal in the community shield? Is that, uh, I actually don't know. Um, I assume that's who that's, that's, that's what's happening there. Man- yeah, it is. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, do you remember where we watched the community shield last summer? Oh, Viva Las Vegas. Very hungover watch, Brandon. I remember it extremely well. I think you drank a milkshake. It was incredible. You were really, uh, that was, that was fun, fun times. Negotiating um, with the brunch people like, no, like we want, we don't want to go into the sports book, but we want to be able to eat brunch and see into the like, sports book. It was a kind of emotional distance that we wanted. Uh Seabiscuit says, uh, when thinking about your drafts, how much of an influence does ownership percentage have on your thought process? Um, well, you know, there, there are two sides of this argument, right? One is the pure strategy argument of uh, high ownership uh, could be highly damaging if I don't have that player. Uh, or there is the argument of, why I got to pay attention to that stuff. I just want to do my own thing. And those are both, yep. those are both valid. Uh, and I think game week one, I was talking about this a little earlier in terms of pri- player pricing and how I'm just kind of like, hey, let's just go into game week one strong. Too bad if it's template. Uh, we'll figure it out later. I just want, it's like damage limitation going into game week yep. one. So that might be where I pay some attention to effective ownership or ownership percentage because um, 
I mean, well, it, 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 game week one is so interesting when it comes to that because there are going to be players that just get, for whatever reason, some sort of weird bandwagon, usually a 4.0 defender. And these are players yeah. who aren't going to um, hurt you at all. Like, there's no yeah. reason that they, that they would. Um, so I guess it's more on the, uh, the, the bigger, more premium players where that ownership has the potential to be bad for you. Yeah, although sometimes getting those four million players, if they don't play or don't do well, uh, those are like the first players that everybody drops. And that's you know, right. And then it's suddenly, yeah, suddenly you're stuck with a three point seven million player that you can it's never a, get rid of. It's a good point. Player at the start of the season, high ownership means higher uh, proclivity to drop in value and lose you money. Yeah, I would say if I if I said that I don't pay attention at all, I suppose I'd be lying. But I do. I try to take as little account of it as I possibly can. And I, I agree with you. I think when it comes to finding some low, especially like when it comes to, you know, defenders on promoted teams or something like that. Like I, why even pretend to be an expert on Luton town or something like that? Right. But if you're looking for somebody cheap um, to, to fill out your squad, it's useful to see who like the most selected player is from, from, yeah. from, you know, from one of those squads or whatever. But in general, it's like if I'm debating between two midfielders and they're one's, 27% owned and one's 9% owned. Um, I wouldn't say that ownership would be like a deciding factor. It would just be the player that I thought did better. You know? right. um, or I, try, I try to approach it that way at least. Yeah. Um, I'd say the bigger thing for me is actually looking at other people's squats. Um, I find that that more than ownership percentage is the thing that can really tempt me sometimes. Like you see someone's, see it and you're like, oh, I like the way that looks, you know, I like the way that works. And then, <laughs> mm-hmm. but then you have your own person that you don't want to get rid of to make it work. And mm-hmm. then suddenly you, it's then you've got this Frankenstein team that's got like your own opinions and other people's <laughs> together. It doesn't that is work. not where you want to be. No. Nope. Uh, yeah. Having me a couple of years ago, it really messed up my, messed with my head. Um, FPL Chancer says, um, are you on the one premium train? Seems like everyone else is right now. So, um, Dan, we wouldn't know. Dan, if everybody else jumped off of a bridge, would you also (laughs) jump off of a bridge? What's going on here, Dan? You're a leader, not a follower. You're a thought leader. I, what is this one premium? No, that nobody's going to be on one premium at the start of game week one. That's insane. Are we calling trying to premium? Yes, you have to. Are. He's yeah, literally yeah. an eight million defender. <laughs> is that not a premium? I am really, really strongly leaning towards having Harry Kane. I, I just can't go through another one of these seasons where he is so good every single week. And people are like, well, you don't capture him enough, so you can't have this player that scores 8 to 13 <laughs> points every single week. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, I, I'm just, uh, I really, you know, I, I'm not sure you actually do make up those points across your team with with good balance. Like, I, yeah. it feels like you might just want the consistency of, of, of Kane. And so I, I'm really leaning towards having him at the start of the season. I, I agree, yeah. So I think there are four premiums on the table if we're counting Trent. It would be Trent, Salah, Kane, and Holland. And yeah. I no solid at the moment for me, I think. And tell me why. Well, I just think it's Kane or Salah. I don't think you can have Kane, Salah, and Holland. And I think I slightly prefer. I think it's just because Liverpool have made so many. I mean, I don't know. It's, it, I mean, Salah always plays, but he is. I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose Kane is as well. Liverpool are improving older, their squad. Spurs have signed James Madison. Which is he's good. Well, I actually, I actually think Madison's going to help. I, I, I don't. I, yeah, I I, I, yeah, I, I, I regret really saying yeah. it that way, so smugly because I also I I do agree. But 
I, I think it's it's levels, man. I just think Liverpool are going to be the better team, and yeah. Well, okay. I, part of it though is uh, it's like value over replacement player or something like that. Uh-huh. It's like I, I, you know, can I get uh, right? Like, uh, can I get from uh, Marcus Rash? I know, I know, I know. You don't, know, you don't necessarily have to have one or the other, but like, mm-hmm. can I get from Marcus Rashford what I can get from Salah? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. Versus so, Kane being replaced by yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it's like who's the yeah. it's it's a good thought process, uh uh totally. And I'm undecided. I, really, I, I, I I'm undecided yeah. between I I think it would be impossible to have a compelling team with those four players I mentioned. So yes, yeah. I agree with you. you. one must decide. Um I'm just shocked I at have, how flip you are about Salah. I'm not that flip. No, I mean <laughs> let's see. Yeah, watch watch in a month when I've got Salah in my squad. You know, the player that I'm interested in is Virgil van Dyke at six million. I think that's a great price for 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 Van Dyke. I mean, finally healthy, played you know every minute of the second half of last season or whatever. And I, I don't know. I mean, I to me, I think that he's uh, for a player with that kind of goal threat. I mean, assuming that Liverpool. I mean, I guess the question is, can they? Is that defense any good? Um, have they? Does the midfield moves that they've made improve? I mean, that to me was the bigger problem. The problem was less the defense. I mean, Trent was a problem. I mean, let's let's face it. Trent what if, what if you got Virgil van Dyke into your fantasy team and Liverpool literally didn't have a single corner kick the entire season? Would you feel like that they was had, a snake-bitten season? They average, like... <laughs> I feel like they average, like, 16 corners a half. Like, it's crazy. They, they get 30 a game. It's ridiculous how many corners that team gets. Now, you feel like every time you're, like, you just tune into a Liverpool match, like... You see Trent or Rabo like lining up to to take a corner. It's, it's like, just it's the Joel so Matip show, set piece show. That's exactly yeah, what's seriously. going on there. Seriously, the skinniest man in the Premier League. <laughs> um, all right, final question. Uh, this is from Eric, uh, friend of the pod. A great season last year. Uh, different Eric. Uh, uh, this is Eric uh, Sibbles. He says, uh, "What's a new way to make fantasy fun again this year, Brent?" This is one of the always cheating credos. Okay, we got a we got a handful. Always set your bus team. Copyright. I was cheating. Circa, twenty seventeen or whatever. Uh, make fantasy fun again. Circa whatever year that was. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a lot. We got others. Okay, I don't need to get into them right now. That's not. It's not important. What's important is that we find a way to make fantasy fun again this year. Brandon, what's your advice? Could you possibly wear a different hat every game week of the season? Drink a different. You mean like a strategically? Like, uh, <laughs> one week you're a, uh, like a metaphorical work a, hat. Yeah, yeah. One week you're an upside chaser. One week you're a, uh, <laughs> no, literal you're a hat. Knit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it, that, that it depends on what kind of manager you are and what qualifies as, as fun for, for sure. For me, uh, I guess I'm hinting at that. I kind of like ritual. Uh, I have a lucky shirt. Um, and I tend to black out those weekends where uh, I have a terrible game week while wearing my lucky shirt, but, um, that's fun. Uh, could you do, so one, one thing we do with some of our Patreon supporters is, uh, is a knockout league where it's just sort of like lowest score is, is out. Yeah. Um, different mini leagues where, well, how about a mini league, Josh, where you could only captain a player once per season? So you'd have to selectively choose what game week you captain Erling Holland. Yeah. That that sort of a thing. I, I think given given how long the, the season is, I 
And given how many people feel like they hit the middle of the year and they're just like totally fried, I think using the tools of the game to, to do fun stuff like this is a huge, um, is, is, is really a strong suggestion. Make the game, use the tools of the game to build your own side game, right? I mean, I realize that fantasy is already a, g- a game on top of a game, but... Hat on a hat, even more Josh, that sounds yeah, like doubling the fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But just like, yeah, lean into it, you know, keep, get as wild as, as, as you want. And, you know, I think that, um, I think that's, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think I'll, I'll finally, um, or my final thought, uh, for this week's pod on right, the Springer. question. And this, yeah, this goes back to the ownership question, which is, I really strongly think that everyone should try to have at least, doesn't have to be more than this, right? It's hard to go without Captain Holland. It's hard to go without having any number of players. But go into game week one with one player who is under like 10% ownership, if you can do it, or at least 15% ownership. Go in with somebody who feels like your own special player that that you have, right? And, and I know that ownership on the website can be different than ownership uh, in the on FPL, Reddit, or Twitter, or whatever, right? But, like, go into, like, with one player that you think, I don't think anyone else is going to have this guy. You know, I don't think anyone's going to, you know, just I just try to be creative with it. And I, I, I just think th- there's nothing more fun. I really think there's nothing more fun in fantasy than when you have your little person. And now, most of the time, it's not going to work, right? Yeah. Like, most John of the time. John McGinn three for me, of- Josh. Game week one. First time Villa were promoted, their recent promotion. John McGinn yeah. against Spurs, yeah. game week one. Yeah. Scores a goal. And I thought yeah. I was the smartest man alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And three out of four weeks, it's not going to work, right? You have to understand that. It's, you know, it's it's a low percentage move, but that, that one out of four times when it happens, you are going to feel so satisfied. Those are your points that you get to celebrate and i think i think it doesn't mean you can't enjoy everything else as well but like it is just fun to have a little stake out your little you know piece of land uh with, with some player so um you know i don't know so that's that's what i recommend and uh but on, on you know on the mini league front brandon um i think that leads us really nicely into the end of this week's pod uh you can go to patreon.com slash always gene to support the pot and get into mini leagues if you want to start a mini league and you're looking for people whether you're an american or an australian european are, are all the leagues that we started people from all over the world in them uh or you could start a regional one if you want people to go watch the bars you know if you, if you live in dc and you want to go find people who live in DC to go see matches at the bar with. And, um, you know, you, you can do that on, on various Slack channels that we've set up or I said Slack cause we were on there for a while. We're actually on discord yes. now. I did. I was, I fooled myself. Uh, but anyway, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Thanks by the way, for everyone, uh, for, you know, listening. If this is your first time listening, thanks for tuning in. If you've been listening with us for a long time, I appreciate having you back. And we are, we're fully back now. Um, our schedule is going to be a little funky for a while just because it's preseason, but uh, we'll be back on that Sunday schedule in a couple weeks. Uh, Brandon, do you want to thank our uh, producer patrons? Yes, the producer patrons. This is our highest tier of Patreon support, and we uh, doff our caps that we change every game week to these producers, Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Bobas Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Buffalo Wild Mings, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Vulgar Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Shalon F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, 
Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Thomas Tislob, Noah and Louise, and Travis Grant. Rate, review, and subscribe. This is a huge help. Maybe Patreon is not your thing. A free, easy thing you can do to help boost us at the start of the season is just give us a quick five-star review on Spotify. Write a review on iTunes. It's all good, man. And uh, I don't know what people are doing for social media these days, but trust you can find Always Cheating wherever you do your social media. Yeah, we're on threads now. Hell yeah. So there you go. Find us on threads. Blue Sky? Are we on Blue Sky? I'm on Blue Sky. I guess I need to... You you don't want one of my Blue Sky invites, so I will... (laughs) Give it to uh, the pod. I will... Yeah, I will give it to... I'll gift myself a Blue Sky invite. There we go, yeah. And and for all this information and more uh, is alwayscheating.com. That's where you can uh, easily join the Always Cheating Super League. I am ecstatic that we're back uh, on the horse. It's going to be a bumpy road for the next few weeks. Uh, but we will. We. I, I'm thinking of horses because we just finished reading all the pretty horses together. Josh Cormac McCarthy, R.I. Possible moment. And I'm I'm now 100 pages into Blood Meridian, which is a very different book. Yeah, very let's different. let's see yeah. if if our FPL season uh, hues to Blood Meridian. It it, it often does. <laughs> <laughs> Bullet holes <laughs> like craters. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. Great. Um, I'll see you next time, Josh. All right, sounds good. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye.